Good morning, my people. Uh, Ashley Prieto and Michael Patron here. Say hi, Ashley. What's up, peeps? How's it going? So uh, we were discussing um, prior to um, today's podcast, kind of the subject matter that uh, we wanted to cover. And uh, we kind of spit some ideas. And um, Ashley had come up with like making your bed, uh, daily routine and some self-improvement. And so um, we're actually going to talk about that before this. Um, Ash, I know you have like, you know, a bunch of testosterone in your house. So you have like all boys <laughs> and, um, I know your husband does, he does all the laundry for y'all. I'm sure, you know, I know he does it for you. Um, that right, you never right. have to do, they never have to do laundry. Right? right. Um, so today, um, I opened up my drawer and I was down to that last pair of underwear. So like, you want to talk about self-improvement? I need to make sure that I do my uh, laundry on a more regular basis. You didn't have to like turn it inside out today. No, I didn't. I'm actually all grown up, but you know, I just have <laughs> enough to get me uh, past a week. You know, I got eight days worth, so it's been eight <laughs> days since I've done laundry, and that, uh, you know, it's okay as a single guy, but still, like, why can't we get into better routines? As we talk, of, like, why don't I do it like every other day, or just do a little bit every day? I try doesn't to do one load a day, and that doesn't uh, always play out, but that's my goal. <sighs> Well, right. Well, when you've got 16,000 people that are doing laundry for, like the chickens and the dogs and the cats and, you know, all their stuff. I mean, you are super busy. Well, so I how be... do you like, how do you like, so you like, I actually, that, to it, because you have so much, so many irons in the fire. So tell us, like, tell the people about like your daily routine. Like, what are you, some of the things that you have in play, place each day? So I am a mom to three very wild and crazy boys. They are 10, eight and three. And, um, my husband and I own a baseball academy and a gym. I have my own business, uh, more than one business. I also do personal training. My husband does personal training, uh, 900 irons in the fire, but that's how I love to live my life. And I thrive in that kind of busy environment. Chaos. You thrive in chaos. Completely. Yes. And I think that most people that are busy, you know, they keep adding things to their plate because that's what they enjoy. They enjoy being busy and they enjoy, you know, keeping, keeping their life moving at all times. And that's how I am. I, my daily routine. Oh man. Um, I get up at four every day, oh at least goodness, during the week. It. Yep. I get up at four and, um, I will tell you, I've not always been a morning person. I'm normally, uh, I'm not a night person either. <laughs> I fall asleep mm. the second my head hits the pillow, no matter what time I get up, but, uh, I get up at four. I go and I do, I train my clients at my gym. I do my workout. Um, I train some more clients. And then I come home and if it's during school year, ship the kids off to school and I am in my home office working until the cows come home essentially. But, um, you know, 900 phone calls in the middle of life. And to be honest with you, when you were talking about laundry, I don't do my own laundry. I actually have my laundry hired out because I learned that that was something that I do not enjoy at all. And I actually hate it. And it takes time away from me and my businesses so I actually will admit that I have my laundry hired out. So, um, well, it makes it, it's, it's making you more productive. It's freeing right. up your time to make impact more people's lives. I get it. Yep. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. I am I'm just on the go 24 seven and, uh, my husband travels a lot with his work with our baseball Academy. He coaches five teams and it's, um, honestly, I mean, it's, it's being a single parent for me. The majority of the time I do, live close to my family. My husband's family is from California, but I am here in Missouri 
and my family's here. So my parents are a huge help. I have two older brothers that are, um, and their wives and their kids. So we all are very close, but, uh, it's a lot of single parenting and it gets hard, you know, especially with as many businesses as we run and just the craziness. Our kids are getting into the age where they are in soccer and baseball and all, I mean, literally all the things and they're going 10 different directions and I'm the only one, you know, the only parent around really to take care of that. So, um, it can be challenging and overwhelming for me. So but... how, how do you, how do you like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, how do you, do you, what do you do? Like the structure you did, do you like do a to-do list? Do you have a plan or is it just like, it's just a, a rhythm and routine of, you know, the, you know, kids getting out of school and you just find that rhythm or do you ha- actually have like structure to it? What is, what is your, your program? My program is, um, it's a shit show <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> it is from sunup to sundown. We are just constantly going. And I, I like to think that I have a routine and ever, I think everyone has some sort of a routine, um, to some extent, but you know, things happen, you get thrown off those routines or you get a call from your, the nurse at school saying your kid's sick and, you know, it just throws a wrench in your day. But if my ideal day were to happen, then it would um, basically be that I have, I mean, my perspective is a to-do list is something that is very daunting. And I think that we could all make pages and pages filled with things that we need to get done. But when you look at that, it's so overwhelming And for me, I just never, I mean, I really get the enjoyment of checking things off a to-do list. If I am going to sit down and make a to-do list and I write something on there, I'll put down things that I've already done just so I can check them off because the fulfillment in that for me is so great. But well, you hit, you hit, but you hit the nail on the head. Like with, like you just said, fulfillment so great. Um, And I know that like completely a hundred percent agree that you know, with a to-do list that it can be daunting and feel overwhelming. And I think, you know, for our listeners, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I preach and coaches is like, you know, I talk about like, um, like have three things, like example, like you have Uh three goals that you want to accomplish, you know, things that like in your future, whether it be um, exercising, you know, like, you know, losing weight, eating right, whatever it is, you've got three things that you want to focus in on. And then like we were talking about today, like the three most important like tasks of the day, like that's, you're exactly right. Cause we can get so far like in that rabbit hole in our own head of all these things that we need to accomplish that we don't prioritize the things that are most important. Cause we all think they're important, but I think there is something to be said to, you know, that, that, that feeling of accomplishment, um, you know, to have just a couple things that, you know, you need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, like I talk about like, like three daily affirmations, things that, you know, for self-improvement purposes are just things that, uh, um, you want to, to affirm, uh, you know, I have, like, I've done it with, like, uh, I've got 13 things that I try to follow and live by. Um, but that's just the way I do it. Everybody's brains are different, you know, and like, because you thrive in that, that chaos, if you will. Um, but you also have, you have, a, you have to have some sort of structure within that chaos. You know, like you have that day, you get through all your day and get all your tasks accomplished and all that stuff done. So there's got to be some level of structure that you have with that, right? Or no, is it, or just like you, like when you go do your video blogs and, you know, you post, uh, do you have times of day or just whenever things come to your mind? I kind of have them planned out, but it's interesting that you say that you have kind of those three things that you want to accomplish in a day. And you go a little bit further in depth than I do with it because you do it on, on different aspects as far as like 
self-improvement and um, your goals and your dreams and that. I do what I call my daily big three. I pick out three things that. Wow. We didn't even track this <laughs> out, guys. By the way, this is like, this is like very, very interesting. Because yeah. We basically do the same, but just naming different things. Yeah. So yeah, my daily big three are, I, when I get up in the morning or usually I will do this the night before. And if I'm slacking and I do it the morning of, but I will make a list of three things, the top three things that I have to get done that day, no matter what happens. And once those things are done, I will also write down some of the other important tasks that I would like to accomplish. But if I don't get them done, it's not a big deal. It's not life or death. But those daily big three things are the things I have to do. And I have to get those done first before I can move on. And they could be very simple as far as laundry. I mean, if I did my laundry, it could be something like that laundry. It could be meal prep. It could be, you know, literally anything. But for me, it tends to be things that I have to do with my work, you know, I, whether I need to update our databases or I need to check on payments or whatever it is, those three things, I get those done. And if there is an extenuating circumstance, like if your kid's sick or something like that, I don't get those three things done. They immediately move to the next day and they take first priority over everything. But once you accomplish those three, you can move on to the other things that you have written down but it's not necessary that they have to get done. So that kind of helps me feel a little less overwhelmed when I just know I'm like, okay, if I just get these three things done today, it's moving me closer to accomplishing my goals. I think that that's awesome. You know, I mean, you you know, for everyone, you know, like, you know, you you coach and and we both do. And um, the recognizing what's important is the, is the key factor. And then having that feeling of gratification and accomplishment by getting those things done. And you do, and you're right. Like you don't want to make those tasks too overwhelming uh, and everything happens in life. You know I mean? Like, as I said on the previous podcast is like, like life is a daily struggle. You know what I mean? It's just the lens in which we choose to look at each day. I mean, we can let the day overwhelm us. And um, you know, if you're talking about a linear plane, like you can go that downward um, that downhill, or you can continue to progress upwards up that mountain and continually self-improve. Um, and, but you have to start somewhere. And I think with, you know, having the, the big three, I love that. That's like, that's, you know, something that is absolutely attainable, you know, and we actually talked about, you know, before at the beginning of the show is one of those things like making your bed, you know, it's called, it's talk about like creating better habits, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, you know, identifying is the first thing, you know, I mean, and everybody's brain works differently. So things are going to resonate for people in different ways. Um, But those accomplishments give you self-confidence, you know what I mean? To make that next step. You know, I did that 17 day bed challenge um, on ascending just because, you know, I wanted people to, you know, it's something that I do every day. It's just like engraved in me, Um, you know, and I'm human just like everybody else. I have my bad days where, you know, things don't go your way and uh, you, you lose that struggle for the day, but you know, you, you wake up to find another day, but when you go to bed, being able, for me, being able to go lay in a bed that's made um, is brilliant because if you don't, your bed ends up getting worse and worse. And then you've got like this disaster to, to make, you know, for me, I just fold over my sheets and my duvet and boom, you're done. But what, how do you, what are your feelings on making your bed each day? And what that represents for you. 100% agree. I make my bed every single day. My husband was not always a bed maker. 
uh, he was a messy baseball player for a long, long time. And I've slowly converted him over to the, I would say the dark side, but I think he was living in the dark side to be honest. Yeah. Well, and, and interrupt you, how many sunflower seeds do you guys go through? Um, <laughs> Than a given weekend on the baseball time. And I mean, like, you've got three boys, young boys that all probably chop on seeds. Does mama chop on seeds and the husband have a big, like, seed chaw on the side of his cheeks? Oh, my. So (laughs) sunflower seeds are my weakness. Like, it is so bad. My husband and I uh, are very fit and very clean eaters. And so that was, like, the first thing I had to give up. And I love seeds. I love them. My favorite ones are either ranch or bacon flavor. Oh, oh yeah. You get the ones with the most amount of sodium. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, don't, so, you don't ever feel bloated after having a bunch right. of those. <laughs> yeah, so I had to give that up first. But uh, but he, I've converted him. He does make his side of the bed. And if he didn't, like, I would always, you know, just cuss underneath my breath and be like, can't you make a damn bed? Uh, <laughs> but, that's, that's actually interesting that you guys divide the bed in half and he's got his half to make and you've got your half to make. Yeah. Well, if he doesn't, <laughs> well, around here it's 50 50. Hey, I love it. You know, let's do it 100 100. That's 50, right. However, you want to break it up. Yeah. Uh, Ashley P doesn't have a whole lot of extra time in her day to be picking up after the whole clan. I mean, uh, so anyway, back to bed making. Yes, I am. A huge fan of making your bed every single day because I'm a I'm very much a creature of habit. I eat the same thing. This is going to sound absolutely nutso to a lot of you. No, follow because me. I I know exactly where you're going and I'm the exact same person. <laughs> so go ahead. So like for me, I eat the same thing for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all the meals in between, and pretty much my snacks and everything. And so for me, I have recently <laughs> learned that when I travel, which I'm starting to do a lot more with my businesses, I am. I love to travel, but I don't like to be out of my environment. I like my gym here at my, at our facility local. And when you go to a hotel, their gyms are never nearly what you're used to. It's always like a bunch of cardio machines and maybe a few dumbbells, but I don't like going to other gyms. I don't like, uh, I don't not, I don't really mind sleeping in other beds, but like if I'm in a hotel, I make my bed at a hotel too, just because it's just a habit for me. I get out of bed and honestly, for me, you know, those people that have on their phones, they set their alarm and they have one that goes off like every 10 minutes or every 30 minutes. I don't understand that at all because I am just such a go getter. Like I jump my, when my alarm goes off. I don't set more than one alarm. I never hit snooze like ever. I turn that sucker off and my feet hit the floor. I'm ready to freaking go because I know if I lay there and hit the snooze continually, I'm not going to get up. I'm going to sit there and continue to hit snooze. And I'm not going to have any kind of restful sleep doing mm-hmm. that. And my whole day is going to be thrown off. You know, I oh, get up oh early during the week, but on the weekends, I quote sleep in, but like you know, 6 sleep, a.m. yeah, I'm up by <laughs> six. Yeah. And it's just, and, it, and honestly, if I sleep till seven, I'm exhausted the whole day. I just want to sleep. I just want to be lazy. I'm not productive at all. So just getting up immediately and like going is the best recommendation that I give for people who are like, how do you find the time? How do you find the energy to do that? I'm like, you just have to freaking go take the first uh, you step. You are so on point with that. And that, and I can't remember the, the woman's um, YouTube video that I saw. She was on like uh, impact theory with Tom Bailu and um, gosh, her name's escaping me. If it comes to me, I'll let you know, but she was talking about the phone. And that was one thing that um, I think people, um, that have sleeping problems. Like I'll raise my hand with that. Um, but mine are for you know different reasons. I just can't shut off my brain. Uh, it's always on. Um, and 
but I don't have three boys um, running around all the time wearing me out. So you would yeah, go right I'd, to sleep if you did. <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm sure I would, but uh, maybe I should just go hang out with my sister. It's got four kids and, you know, run ragged with them. But, you know, talking about the alarm clock, um, I used to be um, several years ago. I was that, that snooze guy, you know, and um, I changed that probably a year and a half ago, maybe, maybe two years. Uh, ooh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with about a year and a half. And, um, uh, it's probably closer to two, actually. I don't think about it. But anyway, the point being is uh, I had to, at first, remove my phone from the bedroom. Now, people say, well, I use my phone as an alarm. Okay, granted, but you can't hear your alarm if it's, like, outside your bedroom, like, in, you know, on the floor or wherever. You still have it plugged in and, and make you physically get out of bed to go turn that alarm. Like, get it away from the, your nightstand or whatever it is and make you, like, force you to get out of bed. Um, now, like I'm up and at them before my alarm ever goes off. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, I can't tell you the last time that I've actually been in bed and woke up to alarm. Right. I mean, and, and don't you think that's part of your creature of habitness? If that's a word, um, to, I mean, you're just so conditioned to oh, getting yeah. up at the it, same time. Yeah. It, it's, it's very much the, um, you know, now that this, you know, there's a time, like, you know, if I've uh, been out and had a couple of adult beverages, I might, you know, sleep till the alarm goes off. But that's very, very rare. I don't like I don't drink much as is. But um, the the value that it, it, you feel like your body has like five seconds to um, like until your you know, brain kicks in, if you will. And you start thinking about hitting that snoop button, you get like five seconds to put your feet on the floor and go. Um, once you do, if you do that afterwards, that's when that, oh, let me give me eight more minutes or nine more minutes or whatever it is, 10 more minutes to sleep. Um, and then you hit it two or three times. They say you fall, you, but the thing is you've kind of like, you slip back into a very light sleep and you're just like killing your, like, like your immune system, your, um, uh, oh, you're burning calories all day. Uh, metabolism. Yes, metabolism. Thank you. Because you're shutting it off and turning it back on. So your body's just all out of whack. And uh, it is just not good. And uh, if you have trouble, you know, hitting the snooze, I recommend number one, like, no one should like, I was horrible about like laying in bed and having my phone and, you know, going on Facebook, Instagram, or whatnot, you know, now, like an hour before I go to bed, I put that phone away just to help my brain shut off. Um, I set my rope, my phone next to my bed now because I don't need to get up, but I would recommend to everyone to either put your phone away from you in your room so you're forced to get up uh, and go and don't look at your phone. Give yourself like five minutes to stretch, get a cup of coffee, go to the restroom, do whatever to kind of get your body up and run, jumping jacks, set up, pushes, whatever to get your, like your circulatory system go and then grab your phone. I just, it's a thing. I mean, I'm even guilty of it, but just lying in bed and grabbing your phone and doing that in the morning, sending a post, you know, doing those things. But traditionally, I like to, you know, make my breakfast in the mornings, come out of my couch, journal and, um, you know, post. So it's the, the routine that I have in my day, um, you know, from the, the there are a total of 12 uh, things that I write down, you know, the three affirmations, the three to do's, the things of that nature. But, you know, I'm, I am definitely a creature for habit. Like my morning routine is the exact same every day. Now on the weekends, I give myself, you know, a slight break from that daily routine. But during the week, it's always 
always the same. And that's just because that's what works for me and whatever works for you or for whoever's listening, you know, you need to find, uh, you know, some patterns, you know, like, uh, how Eldred, I don't know if you've ever read him, but he's got a book, uh, morning miracle. Have you read that book by chance? I have not. I've heard such great things about it. Oh yeah. It's, you know, and it's, and like, you've got the same, like you know, the seven habits of highly effective people, everybody, all the people that are, you know, highly have some sort of routine every single morning and everyone gets up early. And that was the next, like, like I get up about two hours earlier than I need to be up just to make sure that I have plenty of time to get what I need done in the morning um, before I head into work. So I feel like I accomplish a lot probably before and I'm typically one of the first ones at work with the exception of today. Um, the, the, and I think that's important. However, that looks for you. And I don't know if it makes any sense what I'm talking right now, but you know, the importance of a daily routine and finding that rhythm and, and, and sticking to it and starting with, as soon as you step out of bed, making your bed um, just to start your day and that a feeling of accomplishment, you know, when you come home, if you've had a bad day and knowing you're getting into a made bed, it's, there's just something like cathartic about that for me, you know, when I go to lay down and seeing a made bed. Uh, I am not so much as like going to bed like you are. I like for me, it's the accomplishment in the morning of having that done. And it's like for me, I get up with getting up so early. Most of the world is sleeping until seven or eight o'clock, you know. So I, the things that I get done between 4 a.m. and the time that the rest of the world wakes up, like I've already consumed almost my entire ounces of water for the whole day by the time the world wakes up. So for me, it's the accomplishment <laughs> of the morning. And I just, I love a really early morning because the world's sleeping and, you know, you're up grinding before everybody else. And it just, it, it fills my cup to know that I am up, you know, busting it so hard to make, you know, my dreams come true and the things that I want to come into fruition. And, it, it really has honestly changed my life by doing that. With, now, that, you know, since, you know, this is the, the, our first podcast together, kind of like, um, you know, when was like what had transitioned or happened in your life where you made that transition when, you know, self-improvement and growth and discipline structure and your, you know, you know, entrepreneur spirit, entrepreneurial spirit really like, like, grabbed a hold of you and got the meat hooks in you and you were just like boom and go yeah so what, I do, was, do you have do you know the moment when that happened or that time yeah I so my degree from college is in radiology I'm uh, an x-ray tech by degree I didn't necessarily have like this burning desire to go into that originally I wanted to go to dental hygiene school and to just give you an idea of where my mentality was when I was young um, I got, I went to the final rounds of the interviews for a very small private college for the hygiene program. And then I didn't get in out of nine people. They only chose five. And so I didn't get in as a 19 year old. And they said, you know, we don't ever pick someone right out of high school. And I just let that mentally completely defeat me. And I never tried to get back in ever again. And it, um, it stayed like that for me for a long time. So I, my mom was like, well, there's an x-ray program here at this school. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll just go, I'll go do that. I had no burning desire to truly just go for that. It wasn't my, my passion. And so I, when I graduated from x-ray school, um, I got a, I got my job and I eventually moved back to my hometown where I worked at the hospital there, which is where I also did my clinical training. And 
I loved healthcare. I really did. And I loved, I loved x-ray, but you know, I just Mm -hmm. kept taking on so many extra things that I did not have to do. Like it wasn't the fact that we needed money because I made great money. I had amazing benefits, but they're just, I kept searching for more all the time. And so I actually went back and started teaching dance and gymnastics at the studio that I used to train at while I was an x-ray tech, while I had three kids, while my husband was traveling. And then I was also running my husband's business on the side too. So like my plate was so freaking full. Uh, I just, but I kept piling these things on. And then it, for me, the, honestly, the, the turning point was when I was, my kids wanted me to go to a field trip with them at school and I couldn't because I had to work and they wanted me to go to their baseball games and I couldn't go to that because I had to work. And the, the final tipping point for me was Christmas morning. I was on call and you have to be within 20 minutes of the hospital when you're on call here. So I live just down the street. So I was at home Christmas morning. My phone rings right as the kids get up and are so excited to go open their presents. Uh, so I missed out on the entire Christmas morning with my wow. with my young kids. And I was putting on my scrubs in my bedroom while they were opening presents. And I was just sobbing because like, this is not fair. This is not how it should be. And that, and I made right. the decision then that I'm never going to do this again. And so at that point I uh, joined a, a network marketing company that I had no clue what I was doing in. And I had no experience in sales at all. And that was where my personal development journey began because that, that type of a business is honestly a, it's personal development with a compensation plan attached. And a lot of times it gets a bad rap and people just don't fully understand it, I think. But that's where I started to delve into personal development books and self-help books. And it, it really changed my life. And it also changed the life of my husband and and our marriage and our family culture as well. And I give all the credit to starting my own business and doing that to the transformation of my, my beliefs and my, and my thoughts and my confidence. Yeah. And so like you, that that you kind of answered the first, like what was, what were the things that you identified that were, that you needed to, to focus on and work on? So like when you went into, you know, podcasts and self-help books and like motivational books and YouTube and what was the, the, the root, like what were the couple things that you identified that, okay, this is where I need to improve. Oh man, everything. It's so hard to narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> I had such confidence issues to be completely honest with you. I didn't have on the outside. I appeared very confident. Um, but on the inside, I was not, I, I was a very, I don't want to say a broken individual because I didn't have a traumatic childhood. I had an amazing childhood. My parents were awesome and my family's awesome, but I just never, uh, you know, when girls go through teenage years and high school, they deal with bullying and all that stuff. And I got that a lot. And, you know, I have completely forgiven all those instances and all the things that happened to me. And I'm actually really good friends with a lot of those people now, but it, it really, defeated me on the inside and I didn't have the confidence to put myself out there in front of people. And I honestly didn't have a freaking backbone at all. I was a people pleaser and a yes, ma'am. And, and a lot of times I would go against my better judgment just to, just to be liked or just to not have an argument with someone or confrontation because I was so timid and so shy. Um, and to this day, I'm still a very shy kind of person. You would never know that if you, uh, 
saw me in my Facebook videos and, you know, and in speaking engagements. But for me, it's, it's very, um, it's very surreal that coming from where I was with confidence, number one, to just growing so much to where now I truly do not care what people think of me and the choices I make. And, you know, you can talk about me all you want. And in the quotes of a great woman, Rachel Hollis, it's none of your business what people think of you. What people think of you is truly none of your business. And as soon as amen to as that. soon as I yeah. realized that, and I actually I've used that I've used the same thing. I just didn't know Rachel Hollis. Is well, I, I assume it's it's, I don't know if she's the originator, heard, but yeah, I'm sure it came from somewhere. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just uh, didn't realize. I, I love Rachel. She's I know awesome. she's amazing. And honestly, I give her a lot of credit because her first book, Girl Wash Your Face, was it's what I recommend to everyone in that I come in contact with and I come in contact because I'm in the beauty industry and cosmetics and skincare makeup. I come in contact with a lot of women that have zero self-confidence and it's not because some of them have traumatic events and some of them haven't, but there are so many women out there that struggle with loving themselves and putting themselves first. I mean, this is probably a completely different soapbox for another, another podcast, but well, no, go there. They just, women are so afraid to, take care of themselves and they don't have any any self-respect or self-confidence because of that it's always putting your kids and always putting your family first and everything at first but yourself and I was doing the same thing and I got stuck in that mom rut where I I and then the mom guilt kicked in and I was just beating myself up for no reason I mean men don't do that I don't my husband never did that he didn't beat himself up because he felt you know he didn't have any dad guilt you know occasionally but it's not not like women we absolutely destroy ourselves our mentality and we overthink things and overcomplicate them when our kids like they're not going to remember that you you know yelled at them one time or that you you know you lost your temper or you know for me it was like if my house was a wreck I felt my like my life was a wreck and so then I just would like lose my lid over every small thing but just just the confidence issue for me was the, the biggest turning point where I had to had to regain that and learn to love myself again and take care of myself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other yeah, people. Self-care is huge. Do you, do you meditate daily? You know what? Do you do? I don't, but I um, am very, very interested in learning. I've tried it. And I know probably a lot of listeners can relate to this, especially if you're a go-getter like I am. My brain, like you said, is nonstop. It freaking never stops. Yeah. But everybody says that's why you need to meditate because you need to yeah, slow down. And, and that. And, that, and that's just, it, I think there is a, a definite, um, you know, and Andrea could probably speak more into this, but, you know, the, my feelings on it is the, you know, it's not about like shutting off of your, your brain. I think right. that's where people get so caught much. I'm thinking, I got, I got to stop thinking. I got, I'm thinking too much. Oh my gosh. Am I thinking right now? Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking, oh, the bird. Oh, my baby's crying. You know, like you get up on all these thoughts and um, like when you first start them, it's just about, you know, breathing, um, you know, the big you know, diaphragm and exhale out like twice as long for me just to, to you know, calm myself. Um, at first, I thought the same thing. But, you know, you know, as I like read more and watched more videos and, done, and did some research, like you embrace the thoughts that you have and you just and, and instead of like focusing your attention there you start focusing on your attention. Like, let's say you're sitting uh, crisscross applesauce um, on the floor or whatnot. And, and you don't even uh, have kids. Did I just say that? I did, didn't I? Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
Um, and, you know, like resting your arms, let's say on your knees or wherever, and you feeling your arms and like in relaxing your body, like feeling them, you know, touch your skin and how that feels or the shirt you have on or whatever. And so you started, you know, you know, mining your attention to where your body feels and, you know, from relaxing and the tense and tenseness in your shoulders to your posture being bent. like you just start thinking about those things and that kind of takes you away from your mind spinning of things to do work. And then eventually, um, you know, in time that you're all of a sudden you'll catch yourself that you weren't thinking about anything. You're like, Oh my God, I wasn't thinking about anything. And you start thinking again, but that's okay. You know, you embrace that because like everything, you know, it's, um, it, everything takes practice and work, but I can tell you that I do it uh, for 10 minutes a day, twice a day. Um, and, huge huge fan like it makes a huge difference and you know you know one of the things that you know i struggle with was and i still do this day with you know you know a level of anxiety and whatnot and i catch myself because i do have this routine but one of the things that um, i had neglected was meditation you know what i mean like i would do my workout and stuff but i wouldn't i for whatever that apprehension was it was that trigger of not doing it um i had to get back into that because i catched i caught myself feeling a little bit more anxiety a little more stress and you know you want to reduce that as much as possible because everybody has stress and anxiety now, there's something that everybody's worrying about but like it's whether if it's like forefront in your mind and it cripples you or if it's just like that you know background noise you know like the untethered soul which uh girl wash your face for me untethered soul was like a life-changing book for me like the first couple of chapters and a bunch of chapters in between were just it resonated so much with me so like with you girl wash your face for me every person that i come in contact with is untethered soul that was a game changer for me and if you're listening and yeah. you haven't read it um go buy the book must must read there has been only one person um, that got no value out of it. And I'm like, dude, how can you not? And uh, he must have been like the one person in a million that doesn't find value. But like, I know you read the book. Did, do you, don't you agree? It, that it was, it was amazing. And I'll wicked be honest good. with you. I haven't gone past chapter three because it's so, it's an easy read, but it really makes you think and reflect on a lot of things. And you need to be able to read this book when you have time to do that. Because I'm at the place right now in my life where I have started so many new projects. I can't focus enough attention on that thing right now. So I haven't gone past chapter three because I don't want to move any farther until I can implement the things that I learned in the first few chapters. So I've only read the first three chapters and I couldn't put the dang thing down. It was so good. And I just wanted to continually consume more and more of that information and, and try to really be mindful of what I was doing and, and how I was doing it and, and all the things that they teach you in the book. So I'm very anxious to finish it, but I just can't physically do that until I can be in a better space where I can devote my 100% of my attention to it. Right. No, I get it. You know, and, and one of the, the, you know, the brilliance of the book in my mind is that you take this really complex, you know, subject matter of like, you know, the voice inside your head and like, and, you know, the way that we perceive and view the world and, um, you know, the book doesn't give you any answers, but it simplifies it so much that as you read, the answers come to you. That's the brilliance of the book. And, you know, as I've, 
I mean, I, I was, there's been a ton of people that have read that book. I would say 30 or 40 people um, that, that have you know, responded to me from the recommendation. Uh, the correspondence has overwhelmingly been amazing, but all the different chapters that resonate with people, you know, that some that I got that didn't hit home with me, but it was just like, oh my gosh, that book was absolutely speaking to me directly. And I had chapters like that too. For me, chapter 17 in that book was the, oh, fudge, wow, like, like, and I've got goosebumps, literally, I wish I had a video, I could show you the goosebumps all over my skin, but it was, like, so powerful, that really changed my perspective, and it's really when I started, you know, talking about, like, gaining perspective, and pulling yourself far enough away from, I mean, you're, sometimes you get too close to something, you don't see it, and, like, really pull yourself back, and look at it from uh, a different lens to, you know, gain a perspective on the way you're mm-hmm. viewing your life. And, you know, one of those things is that, you know, just freaking interaction with people, you know what I mean? Like I make it a point to be kind to everyone every day, you know what I mean? And, That's hard. Um, because I think being, it, it, well, it, it, it is because, you know, I mean, there are some people that just are glass mm-hmm. half empty and are just negative Nancy's. I mean, let's face it. That's, we have those people, but you know, um, but if I choose, mm-hmm. make the choice to be kind, um, and I've, I'm human, I fail on that. <laughs> so like, uh, but, you know, you know, as t- taking Gary Vaynerchuk, um, you know, the, you know, um, uh, he uses, uh, uh, oh, it's practical. He uses, oh my gosh, I just lost it. Uh, um, karma is practical, as he says, you know, like, um, so I try, you know, I, I, I try to be kind to everyone every day. Um, and I've removed people, the toxic people in my life and, you know, put, you know, you talk about like, you know, self-improvement. Those are one of the things that I really want to focus in on is, you know, bringing people in my life that enhance and bring value and we bring value to each other. You know what I mean? People that are on the same kind of path and journey. I mean, everybody's at different stages, but we're all on that same path to, self-improvement and looking at yourself with a, a critical lens and, you know, realizing that you are um, fallible and where you need to improve. And, and it's a continuous like cycle. It's never ending. It's the journey. And, and we've talked about it um, through our correspondence on messenger and the phone or whatnot. But, you know, that's, that's the beauty of this is that you just, it's a, you're always climbing that mountain. And once you accomplish something, there's another mountain to climb because you're always trying to, enhance um yourself personally and that's people lose sight of that they and and you did you know you just said you know like that you were you know caught up Um, you know with the you know insecurity of 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 being a people pleaser as i was you know i was you know i'm very much a you know like a outgoing introverted person too in many ways so i get energy from being around people and i also get energy in like having a little solitude and you know finding some harmony within, but, uh, you know, I was definitely a people pleaser. Um, I couldn't understand why people didn't like me. Um, you know, that was, and I was full of self doubt and insecurity and, um, you know, repeatedly making, you know, self-sabotaging mistakes and not identifying why. And then, you know, when everybody has that transition, if you will, where you have that spiritual awakening or self-awakening, however you want to describe it. And, you start, you know, 
looking in that mirror and I mean, you can't lie to that person right. looking at you back in the mirror. You know what I mean? That's, that's as real as it gets. I mean, you, I guess you theoretically can, but you know, you're lying to yourself. And when I had those difficult conversations and, and found this self-improvement and you know, enjoying the journey and embracing where I'm at now, you know what I mean? Like, um, and actually, I don't know mm-hmm. if you listen to Jordan Peterson at all. Um, he had actually a brilliant quote and I want to try to remember it. He said, uh, uh, compare yourself to the person you were mm-hmm. yesterday, not to who someone else is today. That sounds is that right. right. I mean, I've got my book. Here. Let me, let me find the actual quote. I think that that's right. Um, let me find, I've got it tabbed here. All right. Got it right here. It's uh yeah. Uh, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not who someone else is today. Yep, I was pretty close. And I think that that is everybody in that self-comparison vein, if you will, that, you know, um, keeping up with the Joneses or, you know, how does this person get so lucky or this person make it? Why can't I, you know, you get caught up in this pity party or this negative self-talk that is just so self-destructive. So like embrace who you are now and, you know, worry about improving on yesterday. Totally, totally agree. And that's really hard to do because I know as a woman, like, what's great about this is that, you know, we're going to be able to give people a perspective from a male side and a female side, but um, I can relate so much to that side where women feel that way because comparison, I mean, they say the comparison is the thief of joy and it truly, truly is. And I, you know, I've been there. I've been to that place where I've compared myself to not just um, other moms, but other business owners, people that are in the same business as me, uh, people that are really successful, people that have, all the things, you know, it's really, really easy for you to compare yourself to other people. And that is, I think, one of the biggest things that women struggle with. And it's, it's hard. But when you do that, you, the accomplishments that you have, it's just basically wiping those out by doing that. It's, it's not, it's not giving you any validation, or letting anything come full circle that you have, you've been able to accomplish in your life. And even if it was just a step forward in the right direction, Whereas yesterday you may have had a bad day and today you're going to do better. I mean, that's, that's all that you really need to care about is what your personal journey is and what you did yesterday and how you can make today a better day than yesterday. Even if yesterday was an amazing day, but how are you still going to step up and improve upon yourself the following day and not compare yourself to other people? Yeah. And, and, and and to that as well is, don't get, don't beat yourself up if you have a bad day. You know what I mean? Like if you don't, you know, meet, you know, every, like everything can change in like a snap of a finger, you know, someone could like, like say something really hurtful or, you know, and just, you know, being human, uh, but don't beat yourself up on it. You know, that's the big thing is, you know, people, you know, like I am and was, I'm, I'm very, very hard on myself. Like no one is going to, you know, exceed the expectation that I personally have on myself, you know? Um, so if I fail in something, it's not going to be for a lack of effort. And I used to beat myself up about it. Um, but now it's, I don't let it affect me because there's a, there is tomorrow and it's this continuous journey. As I discussed, it's, it's recognizing that you are on the right course you know your trajectory is on the right path you know you 
you have bumps around the road and you might have to take a dirt detour to get back on that path. But as long as you are staying on that path, um, however that looks for you, whatever it is, whatever, if it's, you know, um, you know, relationships, marriage, professionally, I mean, they're just, however, it, like find the time to, you know, sit down and really like become self-aware of where your um, inadequacies are or where you need to improve on and make that a priority in your life. You know, like you want to talk about self-improvement, like pick a, just a couple of things that you, that may be a baby step and maybe a giant leap, but like find areas where you really want to improve on and make a concerted effort and stick to it. And for me, it, it, I have to write things down, you know, like I have to, you know, write it, see it and hold myself accountable, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you're the only one that's going to be cheating yourself. Right. No one else is going to give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're not going to do it, that's on you. You know what I mean? That, like you can choose to live in this continuous pattern of sabotage, negative self-talk, um, insecurities, self-doubt, um, whatever it may be. But, you know, as uh, Tony Robbins says, is that you can choose to live in a blissful or happy state. It's work, but you can choose to stop being negative. Um, and having that negative perception. I mean, that's, and it's, you know, you know, well, Michael, it's not that easy. Well, no shit. It's not that easy. Right. You know, nothing worth doing ever is, but, you know, recognizing it and, you know, making the steps mm-hmm. to move forward. And, you know, it's about making the first step, you know, that's no matter how jump, small it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And no matter how small it is. And, and, you know, everybody says, well, like, and you see all the quotes about, you know, some point you need to change to tomorrow into today. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to start working out tomorrow. Why not today? Why not right now? Why not at, like in five, like, like right now, five mm-hmm. seconds, start. We're just going to change, you know, just do things differently because I was that person. You know what? Tomorrow I'm going to start doing this. You know what? Monday I'm going to start doing this. Why wait? <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. Why wait? Why? It's not because you're lying to yourself because you never start, you know what I mean? And people are the people that say that are exactly right. You know, I'm going to start Monday or I'm going to start next week or I'm going to start tomorrow. I mean, you've heard it too. I mean, how many people that you've coached or the people that, that, that work within you, that you hear those words Mm -hmm. that, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to do that. Or, you know, that's a good idea. Well, why not start tomorrow? Why don't we just do it right now? Jump in. You know what I mean? Like, totally agree. Why wait? (laughs) it's it's uh this is exciting i'm really looking forward to uh um doing these podcasts with you um and i know that i have to start actually moving my way towards you know, doing my day uh, uh career if you will but um before uh, we go is there anything that you want to ask or share with the audience and the listeners and um what are some things that you would like to cover next week or do you want some time to think about it i'm really excited um, like, I really just, I just really put you on the, I put you on the spot. Like what ideas do you want to bring to the table right now, Ashley? Um, no, I'm, I'm also extremely excited about this. And to be honest with you, a podcast was something I've always kind of had on my radar, but I never really just pursued it. And kind of like we were just talking about, well, why wait? Why not do it right now? And so when you approached me about it, I was like, yes, I want to do it. Let's freaking do this. So no, I'm jacked. I'm, I'm totally. Right. Even with my most of my room, my re- ridiculous ideas for a podcast. Were, what, <laughs> no. a, what was your, your name? What is your, your alter ego? 
Uh, Sue Bob is my alter ego. Sally uh-huh. Sue Bob Sob and I yeah, was Dick Face yep. or whatnot. That was yeah. the original name of the Sue show, Bob guys, by Case. the way. And that's that uh, my my. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that got me too. Anyway, but uh, no, go Sue Bob's my alter ego. Anytime I talk about a fictional, you know, a, a person, that's I go to Sue Bob. I just imagine her as like this really uh, trashy uh, lady that you know has tanned all of her life, and her skin looks like leather, and she smokes nine hundred packs a day. And Sue Bob, she's just my trailer park best friend. Um, but I am really jacked about personal development. That's like one of my major passions and I love talking about it and I don't, my husband's not in that space. And so I don't really talk a lot about to him. So I'm excited to actually be able to share this with the, with our audience and our listeners. And I hope that we can bring you guys extreme value and you will, you know, feel free to share this with someone that you might have in mind that you could find value in this and enjoy our content and, um, if there's any suggestions that you guys have, or if there's anything that you want us to really cover, uh, legitimately, I would say that the majority of topics are are on the table. So, um, right, and we and we actually had this conversation, you know, prior to doing the podcast that you know we are going to have all kinds of content. Um, we'll have some um, very much adult uh, related content. Um, and we will tell you first, if your kids are listening in, that this is going to be a grown up conversation to, uh, you know, but, you know, there's going to be a bunch of different subject matter that we're going to um, bring to you. And I hope that, you know, I'm confident actually that we will. And if you didn't know the name, um, you're going to be able to find us on Spotify, Apple, Apple iTunes, um, podcasts and Anchor. I mean, all the different apps that uh, you're going to be able to find us in. Uh, we are our show me motivation, by the way, I wish I missed at the very beginning. Uh, so we're going to dominate Missouri first and then we're going to take it worldwide. You know, um, the uh, what's the, the movie uh, uh, Step Brothers? Oh, gosh, I can't their, remember. Uh, their little something world. <laughs> it's yeah. like something worldwide. Anyway. No, um, that's yeah. So did we just call Mr. Best worldwide. Friends? Isn't yes. that no, no, it's like uh, like Step Brothers. You know when they were something, they were starting a company together when they became best no, well, friends. Well, Pitbull also is known I, as Mister Worldwide. I, just, so. I digress. Ah, well, yeah, I'm definitely not <laughs> Pitbull, but um, but you know I, I can you know we can all dream, right? Uh, I'm sure he lives a a life of luxury and happiness, and you know he probably has a grin <laughs> on his face from ear to ear every day sure. of his life because he's Pitbull. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, Squirrel. but. Ashley, thank you so much. Uh, had a great time, and I look forward to. Uh, we're going to record some podcasts because we both have some traveling coming up, and so we're going to try to bring it to you every week. And um, we're going to sign off. So uh, for um, Michael Passion, bye guys. Thank you guys Ashley for being here. Appreciate. It. We'll talk soon. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>